get right to our next guest. Mish Schneider is with us, Director of Trading Education and Research at MarketGage.com. Glad you're on with us. So what did you make of the jobs report? I mean, there were good and bad signs. I mean, other than the non-farm payrolls headline, the 210, there were some good signs, right? Unemployment went down, labor force participation seems to be better. I mean, there were a lot of good things within it. What are your thoughts? Well, I think that we have to really look forward at this point. And there's still very much a trend in this country of trying to avoid work if you can, or at least playing the system somehow. And I'm hearing this over and over again, like people taking the sign-on bonuses, hanging out for a week and then leaving, trying to milk their unemployment for as long as they can. Or in, in some cases, even saying that they're going to work, but then they've been exposed to COVID when they have it, so they have an opportunity to stay home. And I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon, considering we have now this new variant and a whole new mess of fears. So yeah, people did go back to work because they had to, but I don't know if that's necessarily going to be a strong trend going forward. Seasonally, it makes sense at this time, but will that be in January, February, March? So I don't know if I would read too much into that as any great sign for the economy, particularly when you're looking at what's happening here as far as the price goes, and especially when you're looking at those inside sectors we like to talk about, like the transportation sector, which actually is kind of hanging on, so that's a good sign, but the small caps, which have really been leading this market lower, and then the retail which was doing really well at a time when it should be continuing to do well, is also now testing some very key support here. So there's a whole picture to look at, not just the jobs report. Yeah, I mean, it certainly makes sense. So as you look at the economy and the risks that you're concerned about, right? And, you know, really, that's really unethical when people do things like that. But um, things have changed since COVID and people have different expectations of life, their employer, how they want to work and things like that. Uh, no judgments here, just saying that um, we'll have to navigate some new waters is what I'm saying. Um, that being said, you mentioned the different areas, right? So trade and transport actually went higher. Leisure and hospitality gained some jobs. Manufacturing gained, gained some jobs. What I did really notice, though, is that while wage growth, right, we looked at that, and that was up 0.3% for month over month, for leisure and hospitality, it was up 0.84%. So wages are jumping more in those particular areas. Um, we talk about inflation. Are you worried about wage growth or inflation at this time? Because now some people are saying next year there's going to be stagflation and a glut. Well, I definitely am worried about inflation, but it depends on where. I mean, yes, I still believe that even though Powell has dropped the word transitory, there will be aspects of inflation that could turn out to be more transitory. I mean, wage growth in terms of the pace of inflation kind of makes sense. And in the whole leisure industry, the only way they've been able to lure people back in at all is by giving them actually higher uh, earnings per salary. So right. going back but going back to inflation, I still am so focused on food and food inflation because it's probably the one area that policy cannot necessarily control. And we're certainly not at the point where ag tech 
can supplant food. And we have Mother Nature and La Nina. So we've had these 30% rises in all of these food prices over the course of the year. And we're not really seeing that abate all that much. And then the soft commodities. So if you're looking at coffee and looking at sugar, they've also been rising. Although sugar's come off, coffee is still really rocketing here. So I think that that's really where we have to look. And that could really be setting the tone for when I talk about stagflation in that maybe we're not going to see steel and copper and lumber go crazy if the economy starts to stagnate. But as I said, food can still continue to go up and that could have a trickle effect on so many things, including people. Yeah, you mentioned, well, let's let's talk about the investment opportunities. I really want to be clear here uh, for the viewers. Right, so you're giving a lot of great ideas, but let's break them down into what they are. So we first we're talking about the jobs report and inflation, and some of the areas where you do see opportunity. Not everything is a sell. Uh, our prior guest was talking about downside risk and some concerns there. You have some areas that you think are good for investing. You're also looking at commodities. Tell me a little bit about the investment ideas, and uh, you know I know you ha even had some specific names here. Okay, well, first of all, I think that one of the areas that got really hammered in 2021 that might be able to come back would be in the telecom space. In fact, today we're seeing Viacom up 3-4% when the market is down. And so that could be an opportunity because 5G and infrastructure is still alive to a degree. Along with that, there was a report today about clean energy and in order for the world to get anywhere near their goal for reducing carbon footprint by 2050, investment in clean energy has to really go up by governments. So that could also be interesting place to be looking at. Of course, you know, we always have to realize gravity can impact everything. But I'm looking at that and I we've talked about this before, Nicole. I really think consumer staples or anything that has pricing power that can pass things costs onto people because they have no choice. Like O'Reilly, for example, automotive, people have to, they can't afford new cars or even used cars, they gotta yeah. fix what they've got. I mean, XLP as the ETF for consumer staples outperforming the market today. These are the areas I would keep my eye on and we can see what happens as we get into 2022 if things calm down. You've mentioned the Fed. Obviously, that's going to be a factor here. And of course, let's not forget about those food commodities because there's still opportunity. A lot of people don't look at the commodities because they don't want to trade futures, but you can look at them through ETFs, DBA sort of being the yeah. probably the most encompassing of a lot of those exposure to grains and also to the softs. Nice to see you, Mish. Thank you so much. Thanks. Amish Schneider of MarketGage.com. Great to see you, Amish. Thank you so much.